0: You are, you are now listening, listening to, to P. P A. A, A, A R R Just people R activity, people activity radio. radio.
1: If you do not understand. White supremacy, what it is and how it works, everything else that you understand will confuse you. you.
2: hunt is on,
1: is on, is on, is on, and you're the prey, the prey, the prey, the prey. You can't
4: You know?
5: don't know who we are and how powerful we are we still don't know that story of how we came out of slavery and, and and got land in almost all of the southern states and how in 1877 we were violently driven from power the land was violently taken from us and people tried to reduce as many black people as they could to sharecropping but before that happened there were a number of men across the south George Reed was one of them who who found the stake, who created the stake, and a number of them who maintained it for several years. In the Civil War, contrary to what we've been taught everywhere, uh, African Americans, male and female, played a major role in emancipating themselves. And as I have indicated in the book I wrote recently, black men did as much as anybody else to, 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 to emancipate black people and to help emancipate America. Uh, some 200,000 black men fought in the Union Army, and Lincoln and Grant and other people said, the, war, we couldn't, the Union could not have won that war without the help of these 200,000 or so black soldiers who, who fought in the war. And uh, as a result of that, at the end of the war, radical republicans like charles Sumner, that is stevens and uh, frederick douglas and harriet tubman fought for and achieved the 13th amendment the 14th amendment the 15th amendment and civil rights bills the strongest civil rights bills ever passed in this country bar none because of that uh uh black people had this moment of power for about 10 years from about 1867 to 1877 they elected the first black governor uh were responsible for electing the first black governor pbs pinch bank back in in louisiana the first black lieutenant governors uh that was that was a majority a black majority in the south carolina legislature all this happened in the 10 years between 1867 and 1877 and uh then in in, in a reactionary period remarkably similar to this period uh they were driven from power and they were systematically uh, uh, disenfranchised etc so in 1876 the last great election of that period uh, when the revolution occurred in 1876 then in 1877 there was a compromise what they call the compromise of 1877 and white northerners and white southerners agreed to to, to, to to ignore the 13th, 14th, I mean, 14th and 15th Amendment and we were driven back towards slavery and as a result of that uh, Shia Krapen was, was, was installed, initiated and we did not really get out of this period until the great uh, freedom movement of the middle of the 20th century. But the compromise of 1877 is for me that the, the a major marking point of African-American history in this
6: country.
3: From NPR News, this is All Things Considered. I'm Robert Siegel.
7: And I'm Melissa Block. Spool back in time 150 years to the summer of 1862. The Civil War is raging, and President Abraham Lincoln is starting to scribble away at a document, an ultimatum to the rebellious states, return to the Union or your slaves will be freed. Emancipation was a military necessity, the president later confided to his cabinet. Lincoln called it absolutely essential to the preservation of the Union. We must free the slaves, Lincoln said, or be ourselves
8: subdued. He knew that emancipation would start the tidal wave of freedom and that it was irreversible once it started. But he also knew that more work would be required.
7: Lincoln scholar Harold Holzer, who offers a rethinking of the Emancipation Proclamation in his new book titled Emancipating Lincoln. It's his 42nd book on Lincoln and the Civil War. To those revisionist critics who now say the proclamation was weak, delayed, insufficient, and insincere, Holzer counters not so. He says Lincoln very carefully calibrated the timing and delivery of this act.
8: He did things in this run-up that are perplexing, sometimes unattractive, sometimes scary, to prepare the country in his mind for what was going to be a revolutionary moment.
7: Remember, the country was at war. The stubborn culture of racism made a pro-freedom policy a perilous idea. Lincoln knew it could bring down his administration and the union. Holzer says Lincoln had to fear a virulent backlash from conservative Northern Democrats opposed to racial equality. And he risked triggering secession from the border states, the slave-owning states that had not joined the Confederacy, Maryland, Delaware, Missouri, and above all, his birth state, the crucially strategic Kentucky.
8: Lincoln worried that he wanted to have God on the side, but he must have Kentucky.
7: So it was in that context, in August of 1862, that Lincoln hosted at the White House a deputation of free Negroes, prominent African-Americans. His message to them? It was not, you shall be free. No, it was this. It is better for us both to be separated.
8: And he blames them for the war. Says says, you know, if it wasn't for your presence here, as if it was voluntary in the beginning, this wouldn't be happening. Uh, Go where the ban is not upon you, he tells them. Go to the Caribbean, go to Africa. Yeah, they're cruel words, they're harsh words, they're unfriendly. So how to understand this bitter pill of prejudice, as
7: Holzer calls it? Well, he says it's telling that President Lincoln had summoned newspaper
8: reporters to that meeting. He wanted this message out. And what's important to keep in mind is that he had written the Emancipation Proclamation. It was languishing in a drawer It was bur- or burning a hole in his pocket. He knew he was going to do this, but he wanted Northern Americans who were dubious about marching toward racial equality to be assured that he was not doing this for the black race. He was doing this for the Union, to reunite the country, to defeat the rebellion, and he had no concern about blacks, their feelings, their residence. He does have his finger in the wind. Holzer says Lincoln
7: was trying to mold public opinion to make the proclamation palatable. And the president was waiting for the right moment, a union victory on the battlefield, which finally came at Antietam. Within a week of that victory, Lincoln gave the rebellious states 100 days to obey this ultimatum.
8: Either return to your legal balance with the union and this rebellion, or your slaves will be then henceforward, and forever free.
7: There was an immediate backlash. Lincoln's Republican Party was punished at the polls in the 1862 elections. Then, on January 1st, 1863, Lincoln was to issue the final decree at the White House.
8: It was New Year's Day, and by tradition, there was a party. And Lincoln went downstairs early and began receiving guests and The afternoon comes and goes, and African Americans are gathered in churches. Telegraph operators are already keyed up to bring the glorious news to the church whenever it arrived, and nothing happens.
7: Why the delay? Well, as Harold Holzer tells it, Lincoln had found a mistake in the handwritten proclamation brought for his signature. The whole thing had to be redone. Back it went to the scribe. It took hours.
8: And then something fascinating happened. He picked up his pen and put it down, and then he picked it up again and put it down. And people in the room wondered, well, maybe he isn't going to issue it after all. Maybe he just can't bring himself to do it. And then he suddenly began rubbing his fingers with his other hand, rubbing his right hand with his left, and he said, you know, I've been shaking hands for hours, and my hand is almost paralyzed. If I sign the proclamation in a quaking hand, even though my whole heart is in it, People will look at my signature in a hundred years and think he hesitated. And he just continued to massage his hand, and then he picked up the pen and signed his full name, which he only did on official documents, and then he looked at the signature, Abraham Lincoln, and said very proudly, There that will do.
7: Those words, that will do, just seemed like such a such a paltry way of encapsulating what had just happened.
8: Well, he had said right before that, if my name ever goes into history it will be for this act. I think he sensed immediately that he had become one of the immortals.
7: One misconception about the Emancipation Proclamation would be that once it's signed, boom, slaves are free. Far from that. Far from that. Far indeed. Some areas of the South that had already fallen under Union control were not covered by the proclamation. Also exempt were the four border states that owned slaves but had not seceded, so nearly half a million people remained enslaved there. And in the Confederate states, freedom came only as the Union soldiers advanced.
8: Soldiers were armed with these tiny reproductions of the Emancipation Proclamation. Lincoln had ordered hundreds of thousands of them printed. Suppose an officer gets to a plantation owner that might not understand what he had to sacrifice. Here it is. These guys are free. You've got to pay them or let them go, one or the other. And that's how it worked, mile by mile in Southern Territory.
7: On the cover of Harold Holzer's book is an engraving that shows a scene from April 4, 1865. It's President Lincoln holding the hand of his young son, Tad, as he enters Richmond, Virginia, just two days after Confederate forces had fled their capital. Jubilant African Americans toss their hats in the air as they greet him.
8: They rushed over to him and cheered and knelt. And Lincoln famously said, and there were witnesses there, please don't kneel to me. You must kneel only to God and thank him for your freedom. This was Lincoln's real emancipation moment. These black workers were actually that moment free under the terms of the proclamation. Here is the Emancipation Proclamation in action. We know also that one particularly wizened old man who was working on the dock was wearing a big straw hat his reaction to Lincoln when he saw him was to doff this cap in a very grand way and bow to Lincoln. Lincoln took his cap off and tipped his hat to the black man. There were white women, mostly. The men had fled, hiding behind curtains on the second floor of the homes surrounding the shoreline, who were reported to have been looking on with horror at this simple, but deeply moving and meaningful gesture. This was Lincoln acknowledging after all the years of struggle with the end finally in sight that this was going to be a different society, a society of mutual respect and not subjugation.
7: But that moment of quiet triumph was fleeting. Just 10 days later, President Lincoln was assassinated.
9: Today, the federal government observes Juneteenth. The holiday marks the arrival of U.S. Army troops in Galveston, Texas on June 19, 1865. The troops told some of the last enslaved Americans that they were free. They were enforcing the Emancipation Proclamation, in which President Abraham Lincoln decreed some enslaved people to be free on January 1, 1863. We're about to hear that document in its entirety. But first, we want to hear from Nathan Connolly, an associate professor of history at Johns Hopkins University. Good morning. Good morning. So, what did the Emancipation Proclamation actually do?
10: So, the emancipation of African Americans from slavery was a very active process. The initial Emancipation Proclamation came as a consequence of almost two years of people fleeing plantations. So by the time the proclamation was formally issued in January of 63, it was there to effectively punish states that were in rebellion and encourage those who believed in the military power and potential of African descended people to basically know that there was going to be freedom at the end of this military struggle, or at least as a critical part of it.
9: Well, here in a moment, the proclamation excludes some areas of the country. Why is that?
10: Delaware, Maryland, Kentucky, West Virginia, even Tennessee, which at the time was you know, a Confederate state but was under Union control, they were all exempted. There's a way in which you don't want to punish your allies or those who are already part of the Union cause. You want to make it very clear that this provision is there for your military opponents. Once the Emancipation Proclamation was written, it needed a lot of help to really
9: do the complete job.
10: So let's talk about the
9: significance of Juneteenth. What does Juneteenth mean and how do we celebrate it?
10: So going as far back as Frederick Douglass's very famous speech in 1852, What to the Slave is the Fourth of July, it was very clear that the nation's Independence Day was not the same thing as a Black Independence Day. Juneteenth is a kind of acknowledgement that July 4th was incomplete, but also that it required very active efforts on the parts of everyday Black people, the military and the federal government, that there is a kind of frailty to freedom.
9: Nathan Connolly is an associate professor of history at Johns Hopkins University. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now NPR staff read the Emancipation Proclamation. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation, whereas on the
8: 22nd day of September, in the year of our Lord 1862, a proclamation was issued by the President of the United States, containing, among other things, the following, to wit, that on the first day of January, in the year of our Lord 1863, all persons held as slaves within any state or designated part of a state the people whereof shall then be in rebellion against the United States shall be then, thenceforward, and forever free.
2: And the executive government of the United States, including the military and naval authority thereof, will recognize and maintain the freedom of such persons and will do no act or acts to repress such persons or any of them in any efforts they may make for their actual freedom.
0: That the executive will On the first day of January aforesaid, by proclamation, designate the states and parts of states, if any, in which the people thereof, respectively, shall then be in rebellion against the United States.
7: And the fact that any state or the people thereof shall on that day be in good faith represented in the Congress of the United States by members chosen thereto at elections wherein a majority of the qualified voters of such states shall have participated shall, in the absence of strong, countervailing testimony, be deemed conclusive evidence that such state and the people thereof are not then in rebellion against the United States.
8: Now,
5: therefore, I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, by virtue of the power in me vested as Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy of the United States, in time of actual armed rebellion against the authority and government of the United States,
10: and as a fit and necessary war measure for suppressing said rebellion. Do, on this first day of January, in the year of our Lord, 1,863, and in accordance with my purpose, so to do publicly proclaimed for the full period of 100 days, from the day first above mentioned, order and designate as states and parts of states wherein the people thereof respectively are this day in rebellion against the United States. The following, to wit.
7: Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, except the parishes of St. Bernard, Plaquemines, Jefferson, St. John, St. Charles, St. James Ascension, Assumption, Terrebonne, LaFouche, St. Mary, St. Martin, and Orleans, including the city of New Orleans, Mississippi, Alabama.
9: Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia, except the 48 counties designated as West Virginia and also the counties of Berkeley, Accomac, Northampton, Elizabeth City, York, Princess Anne, and Norfolk, including the cities of Norfolk and Portsmouth, and which accepted parts are, for the present, left precisely as if this proclamation were not issued.
3: And by virtue of the power and for the purpose aforesaid, I do order and declare that all persons held as slaves within said designated states and parts of states are, and henceforward, shall be free.
10: And that the executive government of the United States, including the military and naval authorities thereof, will recognize and maintain the freedom of said persons.
2: And I hereby enjoin upon the people so declared to be free to abstain from all violence unless in necessary self defense, and I recommend to them that in all cases when allowed, they labor faithfully for reasonable wages.
3: And I further declare and make known that such persons of suitable condition will be received into the armed service of the United States to garrison forts, positions, stations, and other places, and to man vessels of all sorts in said service.
8: And upon this act, Sincerely believed to be an act of justice, warranted by the Constitution, upon military necessity, I invoke the considerate judgment of mankind and the gracious favor of Almighty God.
2: In witness whereof I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed, done at the city of Washington this first day of January in the year of our Lord 1863 and of the Independence of the United States of America the 87th by the President,
9: Abraham Lincoln. A reading of the Emancipation Proclamation for Juneteenth, also known as Emancipation Day or Black Independence Day.
2: In 1939, after the Daughters of the American Revolution denied her permission to sing at Constitution Hall, the great opera singer Marian Anderson held her concert instead on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial under the protective gaze of the great emancipator himself. And during the Great March on Washington in the summer of 1963, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., called Lincoln a great and shining beacon light of hope.
4: Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today.
2: But at the same time, to the astonishment of many black people, Malcolm X implored us to tear down our shrines to Lincoln, calling him just another white man making empty promises.
0: Lincoln uh, supposedly fought the Civil War to solve the
10: race problem, and the problem is still here. Black power, brother. black power! In
2: 1968, another black man, the journalist and historian Lerone Bennett Jr., in the pages of Ebony magazine, dared to ask the most provocative question of all.
5: The day it was published, it was on the front page of almost all the countries papers yeah. in this country right. the New York Times front page Paris paper front page London <laughs> paper African-american says that Abraham Lincoln was a racist and he wanted to deport black people
2: Lincoln had always been a hero to Bennett he was father Abraham the great emancipator
5: I grew up in the 1920s and 30s in the worst place in the world for a black boy. I grew up in the state of Mississippi. I loved to read. I was reading for my life. And one day I found this book about Lincoln-Douglas debate. And I sat there and I read a little bit of it. Abraham Lincoln was saying that he didn't believe African-Americans should vote, uh, sit on juries, a whole office. I said, this can't be true. This is my man, Abraham Lincoln.
2: Amazing.
5: Amazing. So I discovered everything I'd heard of that period about Abraham Lincoln was a lie.
2: Bennett points to Lincoln's stubborn support for the colonization of freed slaves as proof of his core belief that the races were not equal. The American Colonization Society was founded by white men in 1816 with the ostensible object of promoting emancipation by sending the freedmen to Africa. To Africa, to Africa, to Africa. Africa. Lincoln supported voluntary colonization as part of his solution to the dilemma of what to do with slaves set free into a racist society. Society, 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 society. My first impulse would be to free all the slaves and send them to Liberia, to their own native land, Lincoln said in 1858. What next? Free them and make them politically and socially our equals, socially, our, socially, our equals, socially, our equals. My own feelings will not admit this.
5: The only plan he ever had was gradual emancipation, paying for the slaves and deporting them.
2: Why has it become a mission for you? Why is it so important? for you to deconstruct the myth of Abraham Lincoln.
5: Brother Dr. Skiff. you can't defend Abraham Lincoln without defending slavery. Defending slavery, defending slavery, defending slavery, defending slavery, defending slavery, defending slavery, defending slavery. In this period, from 1830 to 1860s, one of the greatest generations of white people ever produced in this country. They spoke out. They moved blacks on the Underground Railroad. They did everything they could do. 1830, 1840, 1850. For 30 years, Abraham Lincoln was silent. 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 Did not lift a hand, a hand, hand to help. Hand, I think hand. in Lincoln, Americans see themselves given freedom to. African-Americans and wiping away all the sins of
4: all those, years, all those
5: years, all those years. In the Civil War, contrary to what we've been told everywhere, uh, African-Americans, male and female, played a major role in emancipating themselves. And as I have indicated in the book I wrote recently, black men did as much as anybody else to to to, to emancipate black people and to help emancipate America. Uh, some two hundred thousand black men fought in the Union Army, and Lincoln and Grant and other people said war we couldn't the Union could not have won that war without the help of these two hundred thousand or so black soldiers who, who fought in the war. In the war.
10: The
3: truth is that African-Americans played a critical role in their own liberation, and this story needs to be told and celebrated. African-American soldiers were instrumental in the Union Army gaining a stronghold in Southwest Texas in 1863, in capturing Charleston, South Carolina, the cradle of secession on February 18th, 1865 in capturing Richmond, Virginia, the capital of the Confederacy on April 3rd, 1865, and in driving the Confederate governor of Texas and his army out of Texas into Mexico on June 15th, 1865, four days before Granger arrived in Galveston. Without knowledge of such historical facts, thousands of conscious African-Americans celebrate Juneteenth Day. Knowledge of the successful efforts of victorious African-American freedom fighters in the Civil War compels us to reject the history presented by Woodward and his unwitting disciples. Conscious men such as Myers are victims of a very successful propaganda campaign and are apparently unaware of the facts. Section two of the Nevada legislation calls on educators to advance the false statement that the last slaves in the United States were emancipated on June 19, 1865. Consequently, a lie has become law in Nevada. How has this happened in 39 states when the accurate history is easily accessible? It has happened because the propaganda campaign identified by Du Bois was successful in miseducating many conscious African Americans and these African Americans have successfully institutionalized a lie that suppresses the accomplishments of their own ancestors. Du Bois wrote in his 1935 essay, The Propaganda of History, quote, one has but to read the debates in Congress and state papers from Abraham Lincoln down to know that the decisive action which ended the Civil War was the emancipation and arming of the black slave. That as Lincoln said, without the military help of the black freedmen, the war against the South could not have been won. The freemen, far from being the inert recipients of freedom at the hands of philanthropists, furnished 200,000 soldiers In the Civil War who took part in nearly 200 battles and skirmishes and in addition perhaps 300,000 others as effective laborers and helpers. The victims, the miseducated must be made aware of the truth and after being exposed to the truth they should cease and desist from advancing Woodward's lie by celebrating Juneteenth as the day when the last slaves were set free by someone in Washington. Certainly, informed and knowledgeable people should not celebrate the suppression of their own history. Juneteenth Day is a de facto celebration of such suppression. Americans, especially Americans of African descent, should not celebrate when the enslaved were freed by someone else because that's not the accurate story. They should celebrate when the enslaved freed themselves by saving the Union. Such freedmen were heroes, not spectators. And their story is currently being suppressed by the advocates of the Juneteenth national holiday. The Emancipation Proclamation did not free the slaves. It made it legal for this disenfranchised, enslaved population to free themselves while maintaining the supremacy of the Constitution and preserving the Union. They became the heroes of the Republic. It is, as Lincoln said, without the military help of the black freedmen, the war against the South could not have been won. That's worth celebrating. That's worth telling the story of how Americans of African descent helped save the Union And freed themselves. Let's celebrate the truth—a glorious history, a story of a glorious march to liberty, to liberty, to liberty. Sing
6: a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a. Song, full of the hope that the present has brought
4: Misunderstanding. I think we're runaways. We didn't run away from our master. You no, know we did. We killed him. We killed him. We killed him. Alright, fellas. Now here's what's gonna happen, Cracker. He's gonna cut that man loose. And he right here. He's gonna put a ball in your damn brain. If you, an itch, if you move an inch, if you move an inch,
0: Documented and verified, no allegories. Talk to mommy, tattoo or rut or such it compensatory. I'm the spirit of justice up in your ears, man. Once I enter your mind, I use a feared man. I'm advocating for counter-violence that's real, man. Straight, no chase to your soul, this you gon' feel, man. Ain't no shucking. And grinning, that's real, man. I work these hands to the bones. Register still hangs Cold mind, cold soul. I'm frostbitten. Ain't no Christ in my life. My prayer's all vengeance. Fear, boss, and his dog. Love sisters hush puppies. Sister poison them hush puppies. Now hush puppies. Conjure hoodoo and voodoo, J.G.H. study, buddy Swamp butchers, maroon hitters, we cut it, buddy Gorilla warriors, machete totters, we cut it, cut it Musket ball to his dome, Waxi or Ruts or Susset
1: And then one thing they don't want the rumor to get out Now this slave is always grumpy <laughs> Always complaining about everything Don't like nothing Don't like the food, don't like the plantation Can't stand the master Documented and
0: verified, no allegory. touch a mommy, tattoo a run to such a compensatory No more glory when Jed Clampett control the story Libation pouring for freedom fighters who battle for it Emancipation ain't given, man it's always taken. Henry Hall and Garnett's Garnet's guard, no hesitation Nova Scotia, Maroon Riders in Haiti's nation Black natives and slaves escaped to battle stations Harriet Tubman, black spies and double agents Mary Bowser, Susie Taylor, Amazing Graces Abraham Taylor, super soldier for liberation Octavius Carto, never known for capitulation I'm on Tell It. Black survival and dedication. Emancipated and hated, managed to save this nation. Yeah, I said it. Go research all this information. information. Ambitious black independence, keep JG
1: motivated. Playing that banjo and kicking up his heels and think he's in heaven. Think he's in heaven. That's the one we want hmm. to keep. A grumpy slave might slip up behind you any dark night with a axe. With an axe.
9: To immediate shelter.
1: This is not a drill. It's it. it. so not so a drill, It's regular program social presses... hey,
3: order, during this emergency
6: most stations we are sick and to restore
4: social to restore social It's to restore
9: We are
0: coming to get our check You are now now listening listening to to P-A-R That's People Activity Radio
1: radio.
0: And I'm your host John G- Horse, 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 welcome. Horse. You have found your family in a peaceful place.
6: Uh,
0: uh. Indeed, PAR is a family-friendly information distribution program seeking to inform non-white people, in particular, black classified and assisting in counter-racist codification.
8: People Activity Radio can be found at peopleactivityradio.com, that's peopleactivityradio.com, on Twitter at John G. Horse. on Instagram at J.G.Horse, on our YouTube channel titled People Activity Radio, on SoundCloud channel titled People Activity Radio. Our Tumblr page titled, People Activity Radio. On Spotify titled, People Activity Radio. Apple Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio, and all other podcast platforms. If you find this information constructive, please subscribe, like, and share. If you find
0: this information constructive, please subscribe, like, and share. And we're going to let the grand sester, Bobby Womack, Jealous love. 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 Take that thing thing. to the bridge. Oh, oh, oh.
6: Where you gonna run? Where you gonna run? Uh, Oh, Where you gonna
0: Uh. Yes and in advance, you know how we do when we up. think we got one of them heads, he bangers. Bangers. bangers, bangers, gotta run, gonna run. listen to the ancestors, where you gonna run? the ancestors sat back during the emancipation generation and say, hey, where we gonna run and where we gonna hide, oh! So they decided to put in. They decided to put in that compensatory work work, and get themselves off that kill Squad's plantation. Yeah, we running that thing. One more, again. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Is that what the Ancestors said? Is that what the Emancipation Generation said? We gotta solve this problem with questions and provide answers to these questions. And the question was, where you gonna run? Where you gonna hide? We might as well put our foot down right chill, right chill, and put it in some work, some on. Run that thing back, run that thing back. I don't think that y'all hear me. Y'all know how we do. Talk to him, Bobby. Bobby Womack, talk to, talk to him.
6: Talk to him. Talk to him. Oh, oh, oh.
0: Is that what? Sweet queen, queen Mother. mother Harriet Tubman was asking when she put her foot down in the soil and put in that work. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. Listen to the lyrics hold on hold on hold on i don't think y'all hear me let's run this thing back one more time you understand me you understand me cause we gonna get it we gonna get some clarity we gonna get some clarity today i have to do all that talking i'm gonna let you feel me feel me feel me. Uh. talk to him bobby
6: uh.
3: Uh.
0: Is that what the Black Union troops said? Is that the question that they asked that they provided an answer for? Is that what? Is that what? Susie Taylor said? <laughs> is that what? Is that what? Her work provided You're answers, go to answers, answers for? To where are we running to? to? Let's put it in, 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 in that word. Is, is that what Octavius what? Octa- Octavious Octavious. What? Said. What? Said. Cato said? Ooh. Is that what? Abraham Taylor said, super rider Abraham Taylor. Do your research. You understand me? Ain't nobody finna drop this information on you. What we doing right here is summoning the energy of the emancipation generation. You understand me? Oh, Abraham Lincoln had to acquiesce to the energy that was already popping in the United States forever, for however long it was popping, 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 they couldn't keep expending resources to quelling and trying to neutralize a rising community subject to black classification. Ain't nobody asked no commission to, permission to get up off them plantations what nobody asking for permission for freedom for freedom Your ancestors were putting in that work getting themselves off them before Abraham Lincoln signed some toilet paper called emancipation proclamation uh, 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 uh. Now that's either true or it's not true And I hope and I hope I have contributed I have contributed to less confusion. And always remember. Keep learning. And Stay codified. Five, five, five.
4: Have a misunderstanding. I think we're runaways? We didn't run away from our master. You no, know we did. We killed him. We killed him. We killed him. All right, fellas, now this here's thing. what's gonna happen, Cracker. He's gonna cut that man loose, and he right here, he's gonna put a ball in your damn brain. If you, raise itch, if you move an inch, if you move an inch.
0: Documented and verified, no allegories. Touch to a mummy, tattoo a or such a compensatory. I'm the spirit of justice up in your ears, man. Once I enter your mind, I use a feared man I'm advocating for of violence, that's real man Straight, no chase to your soul, this you gon' feel, man Ain't no shucking, skinning, grinning, that's real man I work these hands to the bones, register, feel hands Cold mind, cold soul, I'm frostbitten. Ain't no Christ in my life. My prayer's all vengeance. Fear boss and his dog, love sisters, hush puppies. Sister, poison them, hush puppies, now hush puppies. Conjure hoodoo and voodoo, J.G.H. study, buddy Swamp butchers, maroon hitters, we cut it, buddy Gorilla warriors, machete totters, we cut it, cut it Musket ball to his dome, Waxi or Ruts or Susset
1: And then one thing they don't want the rumor to get out Now this slave is always grumpy <laughs> Always complaining about everything Don't like nothing Don't like the food, don't like the plantation Can't stand the master they the Documented and verified, no
0: allegory. Touch a mommy, tattoo a run to such a compensatory. No more glory when Jed Clampett control the story. Libation pouring for freedom fighters who battle for it. Emancipation ain't given, man, it's always taken. Henry Hallin Garnett's guard, no hesitation. Nova Scotia, Maroon Riders, and Haiti's nation Black natives and slaves escaped to battle stations Harriet Tubman, black spies and double agents Mary Bowser, Susie Taylor, Amazing Graces Abraham Taylor, super soldier for liberation. Octavius Carto, never known for capitulation. I'm on tell it, black survival and dedication. Emancipated and hated, managed to save this nation. Yeah, I said it. Go research all this information. information. Ambitious black independence. Keep JG motivated. Playing that
1: banjo and kicking up his heels. And think he's in heaven. Think he's in heaven? That's the one we wanna heaven. keep. Mm. We wanna A grumpy slave might slip up behind you any dark night with a axe, with a axe.